0: From the 908 Studio, this is Shoot Your Shot, Long
1: Beach Sports in Long Beach Bars. Brought to you by 908, where life is
2: great. Welcome back to the show. It's your boy, the boss man, John Grossi, as always. Uh, Here with me is my co-host, PS3 Young Crook, Crooked Cowboy, the uh, chosen one. How are you, Paul? I'm great, John. That was a hell of a job. Yeah, so uh, things it, are a little different in this show. We are mixing it up today and look who's who's the like lead in guy, the host guy is me today. You did a good job. What's the show called? The show's called Shoot Your Shot. Yeah. Long Beach Sports and Long Beach Bars. I think you say that in the intro that's pre recorded. You're right. So we like we're not going that far. It's just it's just a backward show. You know, things are weird. It's the uh, it's technically if there was a leap day this year, it's technically leap yeah. leap day. And
1: March is a rebirth because it's the best month of the year. And so, it's not March yet, so we need to finish off
2: this month with a little something different. True. The Start eye. over. Clean slate. We're interviewing today a legend, one of my favorite people in the whole city, if not the whole county, Dan Gooch.
1: Let's let's kind of explain why you are doing the
2: intro in this, because Dan Gooch,
1: that's your boy.
2: He's my guy. Gooch, yeah. Gooch is my guy, and the Annex is my spot. Exactly. So, it's we were Dan at Gooch the at the Annex. Can we just talk a little bit about—so, Dan Gooch, if you've never, ever gotten a beer with Dan Gooch— then you need to listen to the rest of the show because <laughs> we we were loose. We had some scoons in us, a couple of schooners, multiple schooners. We saw him actually yesterday
1: as well at the Dirtbags game. We did the well. It was two. The Dirtbags game was Tuesday. We saw him on Tuesday. Long Beach State lost to Arizona State, but he was there for Century Club night, which was
2: pretty awesome. Big. He's big in the Century Club. You guys, if you don't know the Century Club, you need to know it. Let's talk about the Annex for a little bit. It's one of the most. It's one of the oldest bars in Long Beach. One of the most renowned bars. but People don't go there like they should our age. Like when yes. Dan Gooch was our age, he was going. Yeah. And now we try to bring all our friends there because it's an epic time.
1: And you know what? Every time we go to the Annex and we bring our friends along, they have a fun time. Love it. Yeah. And so I don't understand why we don't do it more often. Because every we, we have a good time every time we're there. Best, so why wouldn't It's the we best shuffleboard table yeah. in Long
2: Beach. The saltiest. But you want it to be salty because that's that's the point. You can
1: also resalt it yourself. You have that kind of control while you're at the annex, which is a, which is a cool thing. Very
2: user friendly shuffleboard mm-hmm. table. You're there to have fun. You're there to to talk with your fellow person, your fellow people, and you're there to Persons. play shuffleboard and you're there to drink beer. And that's exactly what we did. With Dan and Kuch. if you don't like
1: have if you don't like doing that on the weekend, you got a freaking problem. Seriously,
2: Paul. Let's get a little bit better today, huh? A little iron sharpens iron. Are you taking these as well, huh? Well, I thought I thought it was a backwards. That's job. fine. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Let's see what you got. Uh, well, what, what happened? So here's what happened this week in sports, Paul. Wilson Water Polo wins the D3 Water Polo CIF Championship. First ever CIF Championship for Wilson Girls Water Polo in school history. Mm-hmm. You know that? I did know that. That surprised me because we're so good. It's a it's a water polo school.
1: It's a it's an aquatic school. Aquatic Aquatic school. Just runs through the city of Long Beach in every single sport. They, they brought in a new coach. Barry O'Dea is the guy's name. Barry O'Dea.
2: Came over. Is that from one name or is that a first name and a last name? Barry, o- Barry Od. Od.
1: Yeah, that's okay. his last name. It's his first year, and this guy wins a CIF
2: championship. I mean, he might have set the bar a little bit too high, to be honest with you. Well, but I mean, if we really want to be honest with ourselves, D three. That's is that who Wilson's all about? No. no. We'll, we'll get up there, though. We'll, we'll get, get up, up there.
1: there. It's tough to compete with private schools, though, man. You know that. And they some some of these schools like Modern Day have been taking from Long Beach and, and the talent here in the, in the Long Beach pool. And which is kind of a it's a scam. You know, they need to be here at Wilson uh, playing water polo so we can further cement our legacy as the greatest water polo town of all
2: of all time. I think I think we need to push all water polo talent towards Wilson. It's the same with like football, like push them towards Pauly. Like, let's not separate this talent.
1: I think Pauly actually won the Morley championship this year, though, for water polo girls, water polo. Pauly lost in the CIF championship game of Division four see, we're splitting our talent. I know. But that's the thing about Long Beach. That's what makes us so yeah, makes special. Us better. That's what makes because us better. Because You get these t- these schools in Huntington Beach that have really good baseball teams. Yep. And they're just taken from that one little area. Long Beach is split into four like great baseball programs Milliken, Lakewood, Wilson, Pauly, and they're splitting all that talent up. If we brought those teams together, we'd be competing for division one national or uh, CIF championships all the time.
2: You're right. You're right, Paul. Well, I'll tell you where we are doing pretty good in bringing our talent together is Long Beach State softball. Just named number 22 in the country. I don't know if you're familiar with numbers, Paul, but that's in the top 25. That is. And that's a big deal. That is they, a big that's deal. when they start counting as the top 25. That's when they start counting. And they're 12-1 and one to start the year. Just had a huge win over number 12 Auburn and James Madison, who, as we know, was the, was, the, was the predecessor to James Monroe. Mm-hmm. Which really kicked off a lot of things in America. They have been playing well.
1: Andy Fee, our boy's been talking about him a lot. They've yet to play a home game, so that's why we can't go because nobody wants to take us on their road trips True. with them, which is kind of BS, to be honest. But they had a couple, they, they just felt they lost two games in a row to Washington and Cal, two top 25 programs as well. But we're playing well, man. Cielo Mesa in the circle. That's our girl. She yeah. was uh athlete of the week a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember Cielo. Cielo Mesa. Cielo. Yeah, dude, they got a lot of talent coming back, and they're, they're going to be legit in the Big West. I can't wait to go watch them play. It's cool to go to that softball complex.
2: I've been. I've been. I've yeah. been. A little bit weird that, uh, I don't know, all of a sudden Andy Fee goes to Puerto Rico with the girls. All of a sudden, they're great. You know, the the, the doping laws are a little bit lax down there. <laughs> I don't I don't know what Andy Fee's doing with this team, but I like it. What, was there really a reason the AD needed to be there, but other than the fact that they don't really drug test down in Puerto Rico? We don't talk scandal too often. We don't but, talk scandal. You know. Well, it's uh, since we all, only Long Beach people are listening to this show. I'm you just, hush, I'm, 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 I'm more just like saying, Andy, I'm just, hey, we like what you're doing. Every anytime we have a school or a team that's in the top
1: 25, I mean, I'm all in. You want, you want to be the biggest Long Beach State softball fan of the in in Long Beach this year? Because I will.
2: Real quick on another iron sharpens iron. Dirtbacks are struggling a little bit. I think you made a good point, Ball. Mm. Last night, it's. I hate to blame it on this, but is it because we're playing in Bull Diamond now? Because you know how it, it's tough. Well. All of a sudden, the, instead of just, oh, good old Frank Blair, all of a sudden we're in Bull Diamond. You're thinking about girls now. Now all the guys are thinking about, oh, we got Marilyn Bull. Marilyn's mm. a, you know, a hot name. Yeah. I, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, James I think Monroe. you're on something, actually. Because now, actually. and she's a twin. Her and her twin are there. In the, I mean, I know they're not, like, uh, you know, the same age as the players, but couple of twins in the in the audience you're seeing that Budweiser after commercial him? yeah hey i'm just saying That's, connecting a few dots i'm here. just connecting a few dots let's see, i'm sure frank blair was just you know a, a repugnant guy well, easy to play baseball in front of well think about it remember when the yankees built
1: in the new yankee stadium yep
2: i don't even know if they made the playoffs that year they didn't that probably had more to do with the fact that bernie williams was no longer on the team <laughs> your, uh, guy, your guy burn <laughs> dog you ever met a bad bernie bernie's like barry bernie bernie williams that's all i got that's all i got <laughs> we can add barry od to the berry list which is nice
1: hey congrats to barry od that was that was sweet dude congrats to the wilson uh, water polo team you know what's cool is i, I saw multiple wilson water polo sh- uh, sweatshirts the last like couple days really which i've never seen before and all of a sudden everybody's bringing them out which is cool i mean we should do that all the time to support our girls but like hey a lot of a lot of support here in this city well it's also been cold
2: that, yeah, so yeah, you're gonna see sweatshirts. Speaking of sweatshirts, Paul, hmm. can we just lead right into grind my gears? Cause I am hot. You this is, go, go ahead. You got something for me? I, well, I, I was gonna let you go first, and but they just nicely segue from the sweatshirt talk. Okay, go ahead. So you know, I've been wanting a new sweatshirt for a while. I kind of want new. I want some new clothes. I never buy new clothes. I never go shopping, and I don't like shopping. That's why I don't have anything new. You've well, seen all my sweatshirts, all my shirts, a million times.
1: Well, can only you can go to Sears so many times.
2: Yeah, and I like to support local, so I go with our good friend producer Nick. We go to local brand yesterday, Port LBC. So I'm saying to Nick, I'm like, "Hey, we're gonna go there, support this local thing." I go in, I'm looking for sweatshirts. Every single sweatshirt is the skinny fit, the hip. It's mm-hmm. it's on Forestry. Street. It's the whole hip thing, mm-hmm. which I'm I'm all for, Paul. Yeah, I'm all for that stuff. Mm-hmm. But they don't have one sweatshirt or shirt that doesn't have those like seams, like telling you you got to be super skinny down the the side. Like they don't have one classic Gildan AAA. Mm-hmm. Just give me a classic T-shirt. So I go in there, I, I try on everything. And I'm like, dude, what is this? I said, you never had a fat guy buy a shirt in here, and I'm not even that fat right now. I'm not. I'm not looking too bad. No, look you at look me. good. Yeah, I'm not looking too bad. Well, what did he say? He was like, sorry, man, I don't, I don't make the orders. He doesn't order the shirts. He, he was agreeing with me, but it's just like, here I am trying to support local, and you're telling me, I feel like I'm getting fat shamed right now. And also, you're not fat. I'm not. That's no. what I'm saying. So they're cutting off a whole market here. Well, I wouldn't shop there anyways. Just
1: because of who I am as a person, but let me spin zone this real quick. What if you get like a double X now instead of a triple or a single X? But I uh, tried
2: that. It just it's just long. Like, I'll it, see, no. you have to be skinny though. You have to be super skinny. Uh, why would they do that, Paul? I'm sorry, I don't wake up at noon and ride my fixed gear bike to go work at the vegan juice place that I <laughs> that I work at for four hours. Sorry, not- sorry I work I work uh, hard all day, and so, so sue me. I eat some sliders from Van Naples Rib at night and maybe grab a Coors Light, which despite being light, probably has a lot of calories. I don't know. I've never read it. Like, that's just... You're, well, no, you're spot on, buddy. You're spot on. So if you don't just... If your only like source of nutrients or, or juice, then you can shop here. But if you actually eat other stuff besides juice, which, by the way, is a liquid, people... <laughs> Oh, I'm just pissed. That's, that grinds my gears as well, dude. All right. I'm done. You want, what grinds your ears?
1: You, I don't know. You, that was
2: good. I don't know if I can top
1: it. I, I'm pissed. I'll, I'll tell you what grinds my gears. It's been cold lately. You know this. We went to Blairfield on Tuesday, and it was freezing cold outside. Yep. And, you know, you, you dress in layers, all that good stuff. You wore your long johns. I wore my tights, all that stuff. This morning, it looks sunny outside. Right? It was not, it looks sunny. So I walk outside. Ah, it's got a little nip in the air, a little nip in the air. And then once I'm out there a little bit, it starts to get a little colder. I feel a little colder now. And then this lady, look, I go into the elevator at the office. This lady comes in and she goes, I'm wearing shorts. And she's like, Aren't you cold in the shorts? And I'm like, Lady, Aww. you don't have to remind me. I know I'm wearing shorts and I know it's chilly outside. I can feel it. So, hey, I messed up. Everybody messes up. Sorry I didn't wear pants this morning. You know? I mean, I get it. But that that stuff kind of ticks me off.
2: As soon as you mentioned this lady, I knew she sounded awful.
1: Yeah. Well, like, why do you got to do that? I know. Are you trying to be nice? Trying to make conversation? Why? You, first off, don't talk to me when I'm in the elevator. I'm just trying to go up to my office. I got to prep for my day. You know? Don't talk to me. I don't like talking to people anyways.
2: But say something cool if you're going to say something. She probably know why she had to talk. She's probably scared of heights. She wouldn't take her mind off the fact she was going up. That's all I had to say, dude. No, I feel you. I mean, that's awful. We all mess up sometimes. I made a mistake. I didn't wear pants. Don't
1: have to re- rub it in my face.
2: Jeez. We're we're pissed. So let's get a little bit happier <laughs> and let's go to yeah, the an- are see. So this is why this is why you need a place like the Annex. We might need to stop this guy in my gear set <laughs> because we get heated <laughs> on this thing. Yeah, we. But when you get pissed off, it's always nice to go grab a nice Coors Light at the Annex. Should we go? Let's go. Let's go with Dan. Dan Gooch. If you never met Dan Gooch, this is going to be a wild ride. You're going to love it.
1: This episode of Shoot Your Shot is brought to you by Long Beach 908 Magazine's back page sponsor, the best in the real estate biz, Michelle Kay and her home selling team. Why go with Michelle K? Because no one cares more about her clients. She specializes in being over the top, off the charts, and helpful to clients. The bottom line is she doesn't know how to approach clients and their problems in any other way. And oh, by the way, she donates a portion of all of her sales to the number one fundraiser and supporter of local sports in our city, the Long Beach Century Club. Find Michelle K at betterlivinginlongbeach.com.
0: Wow, it's a, I don't know what it is about this city.
2: Welcome back. We're here at the Annex with one of our personal favorites, Long Beach legend, Annex legend, no. uh, Coors Light legend, Dan Gooch, one of the most uh, prominent figures in Long Beach that you may not know. Yeah, may not know, that's for sure. <laughs> Dan Gooch, he's a big part of the Century Club, which is one of the best. Uh, by the way, things are getting a little rowdy here. At the,
0: hey, r- right when we started. We're just warming up for you guys. Yeah, Let's we're just warming start. up hey, at the for, Annex. Hey, real
1: quick. This was John's first intro. How did he do?
0: Um, I'll give him about a 7.5. All right. <laughs> got to give him room to grow. Well, of course. Well, well, we you're never doing to too good when they cut you off in the middle of your intro to say, how did
2: he do? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, do- I wasn't even done yet. Give oh, me okay, 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 another go, you beer and I'll tell you. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just going to say Dan Gooch, he, he's a big part of the Century Club, which is the
0: uh, Long Beach's premier. Very proud to be there, a member of the Century Club. Premier, whatever. We'll have
2: Dan tell you what it is later. But it's a great club. And he's just done a lot of stuff, so we're going to get right into it. And because I'm so bad at this, and I'm already like, I, I've run out of stuff to say. I'm gonna pause the first you question. You want me to take All over? Was, yeah. All right, I got it. This Hit is it. not my normal. Uh, I got it. I'm, I'm nervous. Me. I'm nervous. You're, Bring so it on.
0: You're you're Long Beach's sports historian. I wouldn't go so far to yeah. say that, but I've been around a long time. I would. I would call you that. Well, the you official, I, unofficial. Well, it's, that's a sports to you historian.
1: Guys. Do you have like a cool like sports story that you can tell us, like a like a something that we might not know how about I gotta make it well, hey, how about we talk how about how about the story about uh, the Nighthawks the oh, fast pitch uh,
0: the nighthawks the, the, the Nighthawks world champions 10 years uh, 10 you won 10 world championships at Joe Rogers Stadium it used to be called Joe Rogers field um, but after Joe Rogers uh, died uh, a, a gentleman by the name of Red Mears took over the Nighthawks and uh, after he passed, both of both of whom are in the Century Club Hall of Fame, um, and after he passed, uh, members of the Century Club went before the city council and the uh, Parks and Recreation, and we had we asked and they agreed to rename the the field uh, instead of uh, Joe Rogers Field, it's Joe Rogers Stadium, and the field itself is called Red Mears Field. So both those gentlemen. Um, were are, are, are continuously honored. There's a plaque now out in front of uh, Joe Rogers Stadium uh, commemorating that. So
1: the, the Nighthawks were a fast pitch softball, softball team? Fast pitch
0: uh, softball team back in the uh, 50s and 60s. Uh, some of them are still around. In fact, I just left the Century Club meeting where uh, 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 Jim Herrick, who was a catcher for the Hawks and went on to uh, catch for the King and his court. I don't know if you're familiar with the King and his court, uh, four man like, softball would team. Would that be King Arthur? I know, no, King it was of Queens. Eddie, Eddie Thayner. Okay. Eddie Feiner, uh, he was a four-man uh, uh, softball team. He was a pitcher. He had a pitcher, a catcher, a first baseman, oh, and oh. a, at a, at a shortstop. That's all you need. That's all he needed. That's all he needed. <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, he'd go around the country barnstorming with 220 dates a year, and uh, take on uh, local teams. And uh, wow, we put together a team here uh, when he came to town many years ago, and um, we actually beat him. Um, He'll never claim that, but of course he's passed on now, but you know, he was Eddie Feiner was great. But, but the Hawks... That's what they do, make a claim and then die. That's Absolutely. it, yeah. Well, the, the Hawks were the pinnacle of, of sports in Long Beach as kids. We'd ride our bicycles up there, eight, nine years old, and, and uh, they'd score a run in the first or second inning, and that was it. There'd, there'd be no hit from then on out, it'd be one nothing. I went to um, the World Championship game, uh, and I forget the name of the team they played. It went. It, it lasted till 3:30 in the morning. I was 12 years old, and I rode my bicycle up, and I didn't call home because I knew my mom would tell me to come home. And um, when I got home, she had a few words to uh, say that. about that, you know. But it was 3:30 in the morning, and the Press Telegram, uh, the Independent at the time, because they had two newspapers—one in the morning, one in the afternoon—it uh, said it really did go. Twenty-seven innings. Dang. Wow! So they vouched for you at the press telegram. They had to, you know, w- because all the all the husbands <laughs> were coming home and the wives were asking them where you've been. Says, I've been at the softball game, and they didn't believe them, you know. And the press telegram headline—you look it up somewhere. I don't know when it was. Uh, 6- or you guys 50. all went to a bar,
2: and so did the editor of the press telegram.
0: Now, <laughs> no, th- that's when we were kids. When I was, you know, like twelve something like that. Uh, but the press telegram guys—they were notorious. They went to the press club down on Pine. There was an okay. old bar called the Press Club. Really? Oh yeah, that's where they went after they got their met their deadlines. Did didn't you guys used to call the press program from here? Right from here. In fact uh, we retell the story many, many times with the former uh, editor, sports editor Jim McCormick. We'd get on. There used to be a phone right back there against the wall there where the refrigerators are now. And this is before cell phones, before Internet. And you'd get some of the most heated arguments that you've ever seen in your life. You know, most of it was beer fueled, you know, and favorite, kind uh, of arguing over who did this, who did that, what the number was. And finally, someone would throw down the gauntlet and say, call the press. And, you know, we'd call the press telegram, and they'd say, the Annex is calling. Later on, we found out that they'd say, the Annex is calling. And, uh, you know, then they'd pass the, the phone around to see who wanted to answer the phone. It was yeah. all, like, sports trivia stuff. Yeah, we call the sports stuff. You know, yeah. like, you know, how many uh, home runs did Mickey Mantle hit in 1957 or 58 wow. or something. Something innocuous thing that nobody knew. They didn't so have internet back then. basically,
2: Annex no. was, like, the predecessor to Google.
0: Yeah. yeah. This is where it was. <laughs> Anything sports, <laughs> this is where the people came. You know, this is before legends, before everything, you know. Yeah. You know?
2: Tell us a little bit about, so a lot of people know you from the, what was it called, the Gooch Golf Classic? Goose, or, the Goose Invitational. The yeah. Gooch Invitational. Yeah.
0: A huge yearly golf tournament, it, went on for how many years? 40 years. Yeah, it was, uh, it, we named it the Goose Invitational because that was my nickname. That's my nickname, Goose. And, and the way I got that is somebody you know mispronounced my name in high okay. school and that was it. Well know.
1: Goose died in Top Gun.
0: Yeah, that's true, but this one's still alive. Yeah. You know, so no good. Yeah. So anyway, uh, oh, stop stop thinking ahead, will you? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like Warren Buffett he says, you know, what they wanted to see on his headstone? He says the the man who the longest living man in America. He says, but I don't I'm not in a hurry to get there, you know. So. But uh, the the golf tournament started when I got back from uh, Vietnam. A friend of mine and I were, were, were out carousing, and we went over to my house late at night until about 2, 3, or 4 o'clock in the morning, and he was a golfer, I wasn't, and the guy's named Danny Neuschutz. And uh, we were gonna go play golf, and I was asking him for the spot, and he wouldn't give me the proper number of strokes that I thought, so I said, the heck with it, let's play around the block. So we went in my garage, got two, two three-woods out, and two real golf balls. Of course, we were half in the bag. And hit it around the block twice, and didn't break any windows, no what? car windows, no nothing. Are you kidding me? No. No, I'm not kidding at all. You know? In fact, I got pictures to prove it. And uh, uh, then the next year, we said. What did you tell your a- mom? Are you a scratch well, My golfer? mom was upstairs sleeping. You have to be. Okay. Yeah, I lived at uh, 395 Wisconsin, 4th in Wisconsin. We went down Wisconsin and on 3rd into Carroll Park around 4th Street, and then the the, the, the the last hole was one side of the yard next to the store that we live next That's to. That's unbelievable. Well, it is. It, it is unbelievable, because, especially since the cops used to show up <laughs> routinely. But uh, we would, you know, as as I began to figure out how to make this work, we would call ahead, and uh, the, the, the cops would kind Wait, of Wait, how mull.
2: often did you I thought that was just a one-time thing.
0: No, no. No, no. We did it for seven years. And then finally. Wait, the actual tournament? Yes. Finally, finally, my mom says, that's it. You, you're a city official. You can't be knocking golf balls around. <laughs> but we, we only did the real golf balls the first year. The second year, uh, we used wiffle balls with electrical tape around it. Oh, and then we invited, yes. we had about 30, 35 guys there, and we played poker and craps and, uh, and blackjack all night. And at sunup, we'd all tee off and go around the block. Yeah. It was, uh, I'll it be was, down
2: to get it going again just uh, next year.
0: Well, I, I do have occasionally guys ask me where to get this going again.
2: So. Well, what Gooch doesn't say is that then he went on for like 33 years to have a pretty legitimate Yeah, Yeah. She said you got to get out of here. At,
0: at Rec Park, right? Yeah. Or, well, yeah. I started at El Dorado. Then we moved to Rec Park. And we raised money for high school and uh, city college and Long Beach State um, uh, for the next 33 years. And then, you know, I mean, after anything for 40 years, you know, it's just, you know, I got a little older and it just got... I mean, we had at the height we had two hundred golfers there, and it was uh, it was the largest golf tournament in the city. And uh, you know, things go move on. And uh, I said, you know what, I, I'm uh, it's about time for me to, to give this up. And my wife was especially happy because she did she did a lot of the work, you know. But it was a lot of fun, and and a lot of a lot of people still have great memories about it, you know. So.
1: You're big time in, at the uh, Long Beach Century Club.
0: I'm a I'm a, long, a big fan of the club. Been there for 34 years. Can you kind of explain what it does for the city
1: and for the young athletes that are up and coming? Uh, yep. For people that might not know the, about like the impact that you guys have.
0: Well, the the, the Century Club uh, is a 501c3 uh, charitable organization, and our sole purpose is to raise funds to support local amateur athletes and or sporting events uh, in the city of Long Beach. And for the For the past 62 years, uh, we do three major events. We have a sports banquet that we just held. We were there in January 29th. We were there and then we were here. Oh, That's yeah. true. We were here. We were here too long <laughs> after that <laughs> yeah. sports back. Uh, what
2: what, what Gujch is forgetting to say is that the the shoot your shot bad boys and gooch close this place down. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. I think uh, they kicked us out. Yeah. You know? So we well, the same thing. Yeah. Well, I've been kicked out of here before. Anyway, um, <laughs> won't be the
1: last time. Yeah, yeah.
0: But then we have a middle school program, which we uh, we recognize all the middle school athletes, and then we throw a golf tournament, which uh, this year is uh, April twenty eighth at. Uh, uh, El Dorado, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Skylinks Golf Course, and it's been there for three years. It's affiliated with the mayor. It's called the Mayor's Golf Tournament, and Mayor Garcia has been uh, kind enough to lend his name and support to it. And we raise uh, between seventy-five and and $100,000 every year, give away scholarships in the mayor's name. and uh, But throughout the year, uh, like this evening, uh, you know, John, and you were there, um, we have a presentation. We meet every Tuesday night at the boathouse. Uh, we have presentations from high school coaches, from athletes, from you know anybody that's sports-related. Our our whole thing is it's got to be sports. We don't we don't allow any political uh, speeches. We don't allow any advertising. Uh, you know, there it's just all about sports. So when you go to a Century Club meeting on Tuesday nights at six o'clock, and we welcome all all new newbies, you are guaranteed the only thing you're going to hear about is sports. You're not going to hear any anything else.
2: So we were just at the the other not the middle school, the sports banquet. Yeah. Which is a super cool event too. You got a huge athletes there. I mean Missy Mae, Tony Azevedo, um John Juju. Mablam, all of Our buddy Juju. Juju Smith Schuster, our good our huge. good our yeah. good, good friend. Yeah. He we don't talk like like in speaking, but he I feel like we're friends. Yeah, he him. knows us. I know those banquets used to be a little bit different. Give us a good old time sports banquet story. He used to have some some well, Big time people there. If
0: you if you dig into the archives of the Press Telegram, the sports banquet used to be held at the old Lafayette Hotel, which is now a condominium on Linden Avenue, just just south of just north of Ocean Boulevard. Okay. The banquet itself used to go past midnight, sometimes to one o'clock in the morning. This was you know a a hard drinking hard sports you know they had sports people coming in from all from los angeles from all over the place and it was just it was just something to be at it was and this is one of the longest running sports banquets uh in california if if not west of the mississippi we don't because we don't track everybody else but we know how long we've been around and you know the biggest stars you know that that you can think of in the sports world were at that banquet. Give us some names. Well, you know, you had all the Rams that were there, you know, big time Ram guys, you know, you had, you know, you had the, the Dodgers there. You had Vince Scully. We had uh, Vince we had, Scully was there? Yeah. We had Vince Scully. We had um, uh, Jerry Doggett was there. Uh, we had as an MC one time. We had Johnny McKay as an MC. Uh, not at, we had that at the at later on uh, when uh, when we were at uh, the Golden Sales. But uh, at the Lafayette, the the, and the Press Telegram used to cover it for a month and a half beforehand, and about every other day they'd add to the list of dignitaries that were coming up. So it was just a re- huge, huge building. Yeah, was, oh, the sort of hell, yeah. yeah he's, How you know. many beers have you had with Lasorda? Um, I've had a few, actually. I have had a few. And, in fact, <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. yeah. I didn't even know if you were going to answer. No, I have at home. I have my baseball deal where I've got myself. My pictures with all these baseball guys and um, uh, I ask people I tell them if you can name all the people that are identified here I says I'll buy you a beer no one's been able to do it no one's been able to do it but but I've. They say the top three and they say who are the top three up there and I say well I'll give you a clue those top three were all former New York Yankee managers Billy Martin well, Billy Martins one twice Billy Martin twice well yeah well, Billy Martins on my I have built mine with Billy Martin I have one with Yogi Berra and who's, the, who's my my, my third... Uh, I forget now, but uh, it's... Uh, Walter. Uh, no, no, it wasn't Showalter. Uh, oh, uh, oh, it was... Aaron uh, Boone. No, no, it was, uh, it was Bob Lemon. Ooh, Bob Hall Lemon. Hall of Famer from Long Beach. Yeah, Hall of Famer from well, Long he Beach. He was a... He was a Yankee manager. Really? Yeah, yeah White Sox, okay. Yankee manager. Did you know Bob Lemon? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We used to play softball with his son. He was... What? Bob Lemon was... He's a Wilson High graduate. Um, uh, I got to know Bob Lemon through skip roland who was also a coach at uh, uh wilson high and uh, skip Rowland used to have a golf tournament just for a small one about 30 35 guys uh, in the summer and bob lemon did show up
2: where was that one was that on it like uh, the, anaheim and then you hit, no. the, hit the ball over right <laughs> No, this it. was a real tournament Abispo.
0: this was that uh, okay. um uh, uh what you, uh, the county course over on carson and um we would repair to a local bar afterwards. And I remember vividly sitting in a booth with about six or seven guys and Bob Lemon was there regaling us about how he was a student at Wilson High and he had, back in those days, and I think he graduated in 38 or 39, you, you had to have, you couldn't have X amount of demerits or you couldn't graduate. And his coach, Al Johnson, who was my coach in 1964, Told him if you get one more demerit, you will not graduate, and they will not take you in the major leagues if you don't. He was, I think he was pulling his leg, but he said anyway. Lem told Mr. Lem told us he says he buckled down, you know, and he he didn't get any more demerits for the next three and a half weeks. He says it was the worst three and a half weeks of his (laughs) life, you know. But but then he went on to become a hall of famer for the Cleveland Indians, and uh, you know, I mean, it was, uh, it's it's a story, it's a Long Beach story that. I used to take people over to his house and he, his house was filled with memorabilia. Just, I, they asked him one time, what do you do when you have a great win? He says, I usually celebrate it in the bar. He says, well, what about a tough loss? He says, I usually drink it away in the bar. <laughs> you know? But he was always- at What was his bar? Ashley's Encanto on 4th and Cherry. It was a Mexican joint. Ooh. And you'd, we'd come in on Saturday afternoon after playing golf. And it, you know it, we'd be there. And there's Mr. Lem at the bar, and we'd go in there, and he'd he'd just he'd start beaming. He'd really start beaming. He was just he was great. You, know, was... you ever been
1: to El Paraiso?
0: No, it's no, across we...
1: the street from Joe Really? So oh, next
2: place. time we go to Joe Joe's, I'm taking El Paraiso. Really? We're gonna see we're gonna see some karaoke. What's your karaoke song?
0: I. You you're looking at a man who will never get on a karaoke stage in his life. Oh, not yet. I don't believe no, no, it. I, there's not enough alcohol. I, oh, you know, or other, or other substances to get me up on that stage. Could, I'm telling you. You
1: could get a shot and a beer for six bucks at that place.
0: Well, hey, you know, I mean, I'm off. I'm down for that. But uh, you ain't getting me on a karaoke <laughs> stage. I told my wife, if you ever see me on a karaoke stage, just shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> but do it right behind the ear so it doesn't bleed. Okay. Too well, much. Then well, we're
1: not gonna bring your wife. Well, look, and they don't want to mess up your face. It's, no,
0: right. You know. That's the moneymaker. Right. I, I think you're going to be there. Wait, have you ever had a beer with, sorry, Paul, but
2: have you had a beer with Yogi Berra?
0: I have not, but oh, okay. I did meet Yogi Berra in the bookstore uh, down in uh, Belmont Shore. He was selling his book. He was book. in Belmont Shore? Oh, yeah. He was promoting his book, Never Say Never. You know, and he signed it, you know, and you know, it was, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, hey. he, he's just a down to earth guy. You know, nice. You know. Do you know Joe Madden? Uh, well, I I have met uh, Coach Madden, and I've been I'm, in fact I'm going again to spring training here in Scottsdale. Yeah, hey, I'm going you know, too. He's a, he's a Long Beach resident. Yeah, and, uh, but I've talked to him. I, I wouldn't say that I know him, but I know obviously of him, and uh, I've spoken to him on numerous occasions. You know.
2: I'm trying to think of another cool person you might have had a beer with? Any Laker guys? Old Laker guys?
0: Nah, not so much. You're, you're a baseball. I'm a baseball, golf. you know, golf guy. You know, I've. Uh, you know obviously Misty May trainer uh, who is you know and her husband Matt trainer who is a terrific guy and yeah. uh, played for the Dodgers uh, a lot of you know uh, you know you know the guys that uh, you ask me you know who did you have a beer with you know local sports guys i mean yeah. there are some of the greatest sports people we have more olympians in Long Beach than virtually any other city we've got more people on football teams and baseball teams i think right now we've got something like like 22 23 people in the major leagues at some level or whatever. Crazy. You know, it's crazy. A lot of cities um, celebrate when an Olympian or a major league ball player drives through the city. Right. You know, they throw a big party. Like Fullerton uh, does that kind of stuff. Is that right? You know, well we, we you know we got them. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
2: we just like to bash Fullerton on the show. You want to bash Fullerton at all?
0: bash what? Bash
2: Fullerton. You oh hey, I, you know.
0: Fullerton. We'll give you 10 seconds. There's well there's nothing I like better than to see Fullerton come to town and the baseball you know, and then sweep them. There you go. I, you know, I was walking around campus one day and some gal was there and uh, they were. Uh, she was a recruit, and uh, you, you know, I don't know what the A rules are, but I asked. Them, I said, "What are you doing here?" And her mother said, "Well, we're on a on-site visit, and our next step was Fullerton." And I told her, "I said, why would you leave the beach right here with this beautiful campus, the ocean, and everything, and go inland to Fullerton? You know, like it and." Uh, six months later, that was like in the spring. Six months later, I saw the kid in the pyramid. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> so hey. I don't know if I had anything to do with it, but I am <laughs> certainly glad to see her. You're like a recruiter. That's pretty I, sweet. I, no, I, I, am a, oh, big, yeah, NCAA, I'm, a big, I'm a big recruiter, but I, I try. I don't try. I do adhere to the NC2A rules, you know. Hey, he
2: he brings a priest to half the basketball games with him, so you know he's following the rules. Uh, half.
0: He's there. He's got a season <laughs> ticket. He's a mons. He's not a priest. He's a monsignor. What's, monsignor, a, what's, the, difference
2: what's the difference between a monsignor and a priest?
0: Well, it's 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 the monsignor is almost like an honorary position, which the current pope has done away with now. So any monsignor that you see is, uh, you know, uh, one of the last ones you'll see. They they got rid of the monsignor title. Is mons- this Francis? He's making these decisions. Ah, uh, yeah, the pope is. Yeah, he's the boss.
1: Classic no. <laughs> Francis, you know he's the boss. He's all about change. He he's. You about this new three-in-one body wash he came up with? No, I did not. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. <laughs> Do you know? So, you and Skip Rowland were very tight. Uh, he's, he's he's my hero. Can you tell us kind of what he meant to you? Uh, him being your kind of your mentor. Uh,
0: well. When I was I graduated from Wilson High in '64, and Skip Rowan was the football coach, and then later became the baseball coach and the golf coach, and he was a legend uh, in town at that time. Um, And my my three years at Wilson High, because it was a three year school then, I never said one word to Skip Rowan because he would be walking around campus with a clipboard in his hand, you know, with his his hat pulled down, and he had this pockmarked face, and he always had this what appeared to be a scowl on his face. So I always steered clear of him. I didn't play football, but I always steered clear of him. And um, later on, about uh, I think it was about 64, 74, 84, about 20 years after uh, I graduated, um, I saw Skip, he was the golf coach at the time, he was at Rec Park, and they were having a putting contest, and I asked him, I said, Coach, I said, you know, I had the courage. Now, that, You know, I'm. this is like, I'm my approaching my 40s I had to get the, <laughs> the courage to go up to him and say uh, coach what's going on and he looked at me like you know who are you you know and he said well I'm having a putt thon here to raise money for the golf team I said, "How much you raise he says about three four hundred dollars I said well why don't we you know up that a little bit and have a golf tournament and he goes what are you talking about well the as happenstance would be the next week my golf tournament I said why don't you come out next Saturday take a look if you like it well, we started that uh, the golf tournament, and in the 25 years that we I ran it with Skip, uh, and the committee, um, it was probably the best 25 years of my life. I, you know, I, I would go over to his house. He'd come over to my house. Um, you know, here's a guy that lived, breathed sports in Long Beach, and, and uh, so many professional athletes, uh, you know, owe, owe their beginnings to him. And he, there are more pictures in my house of Skip Rowland than any other person in my life. Even wow. including my wife, and she, she. Every time I say that, she kind of gives me the fish eye, you know. But but, but it, it's true. I mean, it, he's um, he, he was a wonderful guy. He had a great impression. And um, anything I can do to keep the memory of Skip Rollin alive, uh, you will uh, what, you will not see me shy away
2: from. Was it. he funny, or was he just a? a nah, he
0: wasn't funny. He, he was a lot of things, but funny wasn't one of them. You know, he was serious. And you know, he you know he had more sayings that you know, like he used on the golf course. You know, he'd say you know never up never in you know almost all almost all coast uh, you know um, he, when he was a football when he was the football coach uh, uh, you know he'd look out there at his guys and they'd be kind of slowing down because it's raining and he said they don't stop the war because it's raining you know I mean they just come rolling right off you know classic literally, literally rolling right off you, you miss that can we take a picture together and
1: put can you put our photo in your house
0: uh, sure. You know, how long it stays there, you know, be uh, subject to my wife's, uh, you know. I'm going to say this. Do you, uh, does it matter where it is in the house? No, uh, no, no. How no, about no. this? How about you me, put in the bathroom? me
2: and Paul with you and your wife? So then she's in the picture? There you then, go. Hey. I mean, between us three, you know, we're Jake trying with to me, get our me, guys, yeah. but
0: you're going to have to check with the wife. Okay. You know? okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that it's, sounds it's, good to me.
2: So this is going to, this episode is going to air in a couple weeks, actually. But right now, it's the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, Long Beach is Olympic yeah. town. Yep. Take us through you were at the one time the torch came through Long Beach right? Yeah, yeah 1984. Take us through that one because Paul and I weren't born.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, you know.
1: <laughs> hey, when the Olympics come in 2028, we're going to try to carry the torch down Second Street. And, and if I'm still,
0: if I'm not here, carry me down <laughs> Second Street. Will yeah, oh, okay, we'll, you Okay, we will. I'll be in some jar somewhere. Oh, you mean <laughs> you mean Goot Street. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We're going to oh, name yeah, it, we're, we're going to it after Gooch you. Street. Well, let me tell you about the 84 Olympics and the torch run. The torch run originally was not scheduled to go in Belmont Shore. It was scheduled to go down Pine Avenue, and it was not scheduled to go down Belmont Shore. And at right. that time, John Morris was the owner-operator of Legends Bar, which is still around today. But John Morris—if you you know John Morris—when uh, John Morris puts his mind to something, that's it's going to get done. And and he he marshaled his forces and he got the Olympic organizing committee to re, re- redirect the down to second street and if you been down on second street for the christmas parade this was bigger oh wow this was 1984 and it was bigger you there there were six deep and and um um, audrey langslet won the right to carry the torch through belmont shore and i have never seen a more electric crowd in long beach for any event except for that, with the exception of that, that. What do you mean she won the right? Well, you know, you, each person had to pay $3,000 to the charity for to, oh. to have the right to do that because you got... The torch that you ran with—that's where we're eliminated right there, Paul. Yeah. Well, actually. I gotta
1: save up. We still got till so 2028. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I'm, I think it might be a little bit more than three grand, necessarily. <laughs> you know. Now, it, now <laughs> is
2: Kurs—is Coor, that a charity? Because I've been given.
0: Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I have uh, the check. I'm sure okay. they do a lot of charitable. Uh, I think so too. Functions, but yeah. uh, anyway, uh, when uh, Audrey Langslet. Uh, brought it down second street the whole place just went bananas I mean it, it really was and it was an event you know and uh, it, it was a shame it was so late at night because the bars could only stay open till about 1, 4, 1 30 145 and everybody nobody wanted to leave you know it was it was it Were was. people a lot
2: drinking of... on the street
0: uh, I don't think I don't recall but I'm you know I'm sure there was something you know but it, there, but there was a it was it was such a joyous occasion you know there wasn't any problems out there, you know. There was fifty thousand people out there, and it was not a problem. It was great. It really was. You know.
1: We're here at the, Annex. at the Annex, my favorite bar. Is this the best bar in Long Beach?
0: Well, that's how you define best, you know. It's, well, uh, now I'm going to
1: read. I'm going to re- 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 that. Why is this the best bar I mean, in Long Beach? I mean,
0: well, here again, I. You know, if that's a matter of opinion, um, <laughs> when I was. Um, When I was a little bit younger, I mean, I've been drinking in this bar for 54 years. Um, You know, that's so awesome. I know, I know, I know you weren't born then, but uh, uh, you can say that again. We got here after we made our fraternity at City College, and the, the the we became new members. So they brought us all over here on a Sunday night, and they this that's why I'm drinking this ancient schooner here. They they brought me a beer my fraternity brothers, my new fraternity brothers brought me a beer like this and it was fifty cents.
1: They still got the same glasses from back then now? It,
0: yeah, they they switched over to the signs, but you can still get one of these legendary, you know, old ones here. And uh, they brought us over here and when they put that beer in front of me I, I thought it was a punch bowl. You know, <laughs> it was so big. I was eighteen years old and you know, on a Sunday night, you know, they didn't weren't real big about checking IDs around here. So uh, <laughs> she and, don't and the bartender was a gal named Cleo, you know, so she it was
1: uh, anyway. I wonder what, what Cleo's up to nowadays. Yeah,
0: well, I don't think Cleo's <laughs> with us any longer. That was 50-some years ago. That's in peace. Um, was that like Cleopatra? bar, you know, it's gone through some changes here recently, uh, about the last three or four years. Uh, the shuffleboard table that you see here used to be against the wall, and where the shuffleboard was, there were four booths. And um, we used to all congregate in the booths on Friday night and other nights after sporting events and come in here and... Relive the whole thing, and and the one thing about it, if you you're sitting here in the annex, is you're looking around. One of the things that you is special about the annex is, no matter where you're seated, you can see everybody in the bar. You don't have to turn that's, over your shoulder gonna you just look true. in that mirror. That's true. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We'll you know? Yeah. You, 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 see, you, you, you. that's what I like
2: about it. You can sit here and just look at yourself in the mirror. The that's it. You
0: can look at yourself in the mirror, right? Sometimes you know, or you can try and get out the back door. Ooh. Hey, what's what? the deal with the back door? I didn't know about that. There is no back door. Oh heck
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the address? You had it right on the top of your head. Forty
0: three hundred East Stearns, that's it. You know. Right here at Stearns and Lakewood. If Stern you
1: haven't been to the to the Annex, you have to come. Yeah. What some of the some of the
0: great old coaches used to come here after their Friday night football games you know Jim Barnett Gene Gillies used to come in here sit in the booth and they would relive the games they'd be starting marking down their plays they'd be you'd see Jim Barnett who was the uh, uh, the, the poly coach for a number of years uh, he would be sitting here marking Xs and Os and dr- diagramming plays and and I told him I said Jimmy uh, I says you know most coaches would pay a lot of money for these napkins so he would always wad them up and throw them in the trash because he didn't want to leave them around. But he would be diagramming plays sitting here and here you know, like this. And, and you know these some of the great old coaches that'd be in here. And if you came in, you were talking sports, not not too much politics. It weren't very, very much politics, but it was mainly sports. Well, uh, see, that's why it's my kind of place. Yeah, yeah.
2: We, we come here all the time. But we're trying to get more young blood in here. Didn't you guys used to come come here before
0: the bars, like out on Second Street? Yeah. Well, it would kind of the the, the, the guys that were kind of split. They were kind of split down Second Street or the annex and sometimes you bounce back and forth um... but for the most part in the late sixties early seventies a lot of guys were hanging down in bars that are no longer on second street that were great old beer bars you know um, uh, the beachcomber the other place, which is a classic name for a bar, where you're where are you going, I'm going to the other place. You know, uh, you know, wow, there are cool. all kinds of names for these bars that have since closed and become, you know, tech places and all this other yeah. stuff. I drive by there and I go, you know, that used to be a great bar, but you know, yeah. now it's a, a showroom for for, uh, for women's wear or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. When you go to the trap? Oh, sh- oh, the trap. The trap was. I have. A, I have a T-shirt from the trap. You know. I still have oh, a T-shirt. I, I still. I call Dave. What you, size? I call Dave uh, on that one. What size is your shirt? Uh, I think it's an extra large. Oh, I call, I call uh, it. Uh, But let me let me let me ask you a question. Do you know why they call it the trap? No. Tell us. Do you know why they call it the trap? The trap was right across the street from the Belmont Pool, and now a Seven Eleven or something like that. Some ungodly. 7-Eleven, <laughs> and you would go in there like on a Sunday morning at about 11:30 and get a Bloody Mary or something like that, and it would be a beautiful Sunday afternoon. That sounds like my time. And you go in there and you switch over to a couple of beers or whatever, and you know you walk out and it's like 2:30 in the afternoon and you've got a half a buzz on, and this sun would just beat right down on you, and you just turn around and go back in because you were because you were trapped. Yeah, I mean, who wants to go out in the sun, right? You know, and endure all that pain when you can go back to the track. How can we get to thing, it it thing back. And it was a sunken bar. When you walked in, it, you walked down about three to five steps. Wait, what about
2: that? What was the place called, like the creek? Is that
0: what it was? Yeah, McKenna's Creek. It was on PCH. So we come what's in. The there, ante- what's there right now? Um, the Outback or whatever Outback State uh, Claim, house, claim or Jumper. Claim Jumper, whatever. Mm-hmm. We would be here in the annex on Friday night and we would. Getting oiled up till about nine, nine thirty, and you know, you then you start feeling your oats, you know. And we say, let's go take a peek at the creek, you know. <laughs> we go, we go looking for gals, you know. Take a peek at the creek, you know. It was pretty good. What know?
1: a time to be alive! Holy yeah. Oh, it was,
0: well, it's always good to be alive, but it was, uh, it was a lot of fun back then. You know? why, why is this place called the Annex? Um, there's a bar across the street, and in 1951, 52. Um, I think it was the copper doors across the street. They were renovating it, and they shut it down, and all the guys, the patrons, were saying, well, what are we going to do for, while you're shutting this place down for three or four months? And this little slot was open, uh-huh. and they said, well, we'll just start serving some beer over there on an interim basis. So they came over here, kind of threw some tables around, got some jo- jockey boxes and set it around, and they call it the annex because of it was the annex to the copper door over there, and it just caught on and stayed ever since. But we were sitting in here one night when one of the local guy named Jeff Kilstoff, who still comes in he, been in, he had been in here for a few days in a row and spent too many hours in here. And all of a sudden the curtain came back and his wife was standing out front with all of his clothes and just threw all his clothes in here and says, you know, find yourself somewhere. I don't forget what you yelled, but and he was sitting there like this and he turned around and looked at everybody and goes, beer's on me. <laughs> <laughs> dude what a time I mean, this, that's dude, awesome threw all his clothes in here
1: we'd like to finish all of our interviews with a set of rapid fire questions
0: fine fire
1: away what is your favorite sports movie
0: it's probably has to do something with baseball uh... You know, probably, you know, the Lou Gehrig, you know, story, you know, the, the pride of the Yankees, probably. I'd say the pride really? of the
2: Yankees. You know, it's still. I thought you were going Bagger Vance for sure. No,
0: no, no, no. You know, it's just, a. you know, I mean, you got great stars in there and it's a great story. And, and it's a true story, you know, and it's about a terrific athlete. So I'd say the pride of the Yankees. What's your uh, song you put on the jukebox? I don't listen to music. My wife listens to music. You can listen to any music? You've never, you've never heard music. I. Oh, I'm gonna open up your
2: world. No, it's be I, unbelievable. no, I, I, you're I swear, love music. It's thing. I
0: swear. All during the '60s and '70s, all these great bands and everything like that. I virtually never went to a concert. Never, you know, never did any of that stuff. You know, I, it's it's true. But my wife, when I got married 20 years ago, my wife introduced me to music. I said, "What so is this? You what is now. this you're playing?" She goes, "It's called music."
2: Jeez, no wonder you got along with Skip Rollins. You guys, are a oh. bunch of, you
0: guys are monsters. Yeah, oh, what yeah. are you a mute? Are you uh, listening to nothing? I'm listening to sports or or talk radio. You know, I'm old. You know, so. Uh.
1: What's your least favorite beverage?
0: I just had it at the uh, at the Huntington Beach Marathon, where the Century Club was pouring beer for the in the beer gardens. They had some stuff, and I I won't say the name. But it was some kind of a mix of wine and spritzer and for loco, no, like mad dog. No, it was. Ooh. I'll tell you what it was. It was truly, and it's probably wonderful for for rate runners. Wait a minute. One thing you got to know. You can't leave the annex to know. I think I told you this, and you didn't believe me. And I'm going to reaffirm it now so that it gets memorialized. The most beer consumed in one day. This is, this is see, a big bag of baloney. This he is not true. Listen, let me tell you something. This is not there's, true. There's a guy that I'm going to tell you about that he's 74 years old now. And if he heard you say that... Bring him on the show. It would be, it would be uh, the sorriest day you've ever had. Tell, how many tell, beers did he have? Tell Paul what well, you told me. 24 beers. No,
2: he said schooners, schooners. Schooners.
0: Right here. These. The big ones. 32 ounces. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievable. But it was 24 Nick, in one 24 day. times 32. Can you no. 24 well, not, schooners? Not 24. You like on your phone. It's four into 32 is eight gallons. Wait a minute. No, four into 24 is six gallons. He drank six gallons of beer.
2: Six gallons of beer? And how much beer is in a? I
0: 12, didn't say he drove home, time. you know. But you know, but well, he, hope not. he is he he was because he doesn't. He lives in Arizona now. Of course, he, he didn't drive home. He probably drove somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're probably close to <laughs> places. Yeah, exactly. But he was a legend in this place, and that, he was the guy I was telling you about it. You know, before he he would he would get in altercations with guys in here that lasted probably three seconds because they realized that they were going to die if they continued it. And, uh,
2: 64 12-ounce Okay, so, he, so that's the equivalent of
0: 64 beers. I, I can't believe that. Well, uh, John, uh, you know what? Uh, if it wasn't late at night, and I would call him up and I'd have okay. him reaffirm it for you. If hey, we'll he wants to tomorrow. if he wants to come on the show and explain, we'll have him. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll, I can arrange for him to come on your show via telephonic from, from the... From Arizona.
2: Okay, from Arizona. You know, and
0: you can talk to him. He was, at the, he was at the front, sitting at the bar up front one time when we were in here, and some guy came in there and bumped him while he was drinking beer. And he kind of made a remark to him, and the guy told him to, what he could do with his remark, and John took a swing at him, and the guy ran all the way down here, and he was going to run out the back door. Well, we don't have a back door. No, we don't have door. a back <laughs> door. <laughs> so the guy... Stood there in the back in the bathroom for about five minutes, and everybody in the bar was knew he couldn't go anywhere. So finally, I went in the bar in the bathroom, and I says to the guy he says, "You know, you, you got to come out sometime." He says, "I ain't coming up. The oh, guy the gosh. guy's gonna kill me." And he says, "Because um, John was one of the best street fighters in Long Beach, you know, and that was when you could fight without being worried about getting shot or knife." Poor, knifed poor do it. I miss those days? Huh? Yeah, yeah. So in any event, I went back to John, and I was kind of like the negotiator, and I said, "Look, John, you got to give this guy a pass because you know anyway." And he says. I said, so what's it going to take? He says, all right, here's what he's got to do. He's got to walk around the other side here, around the backside where we're sitting at. You know. He says, he can't look at me, and he'd better not say a word or I'm going to kill him. So I went back there, and I told the guy, I says, there's the deal. He says, I'm not going out there. I says, if you don't go out there, I says, you're going to die in this bathroom. And the guy eventually, about two or three minutes, got the courage. He walked out with his head down and walked out of here skunking out like there's no... Those John Tigner, 24 beers. John Tigner, 24 beers or schooners? Not schooners. Big schooners. 32-ounce. That's what we call the beer here. There were no... They, they, these things didn't exist, these things. They, you know, this is a teacup. <laughs> <laughs> that's 18-ounce. This is 32-ounce. <laughs> Who's your favorite
1: athlete from Long Beach?
0: Ever. Skip Rowland. He's the only athlete at UCLA history that lettered... Uh, in four sports two years in a row to this day what is the best golf course you've ever played at my favorite golf course in the world is spyglass hill i've played it about 40 times pebble beach right pebble beach yeah
1: what's your favorite beer
0: well it used to be budweiser for many many years and primarily uh, not only because i was drinking it but it sponsored my golf tournament and after the golf tournament you know as i said my wife um, has six brothers, no sisters, and they're Hispanic. And I, I swear, every Hispanic in the world drinks Coors Light. So uh, it took me about 10 or 12 years. They finally weaned me over because every time they'd come over to my house, I'd have all this beer from Budweiser left over from the golf tournament or whatever. They would not drink it. And they'd come over with cases of Coors Light. and then call me Hispanic. Yeah, I might yeah, be a part go, Hispanic yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, hey, I, now I'm Hispanic. I'm Italian-Hispanic.
1: So now your favorite beer is Coors Light now then, right?
0: Uh, that's what I drink. I don't know if it's my favorite, but yeah, that's what I drink the most of.
1: Because <laughs> I'm, I'm about to buy you one. How about well, that?
0: that? Hey, that always works for me. You there never you refuse go. a beer. You know, That's it, what I used to tell my ex-wife. I was getting ready to leave, and somebody bought me a beer. You know,
1: so I had to, yeah. <laughs> he can't argue with that. That's what
0: John Tigner used to say. That's well, what I understand.
1: Dan Gooch, thanks for joining us on the show. Local legend, local legend. Hey, this was an awesome time. We're gonna have to get awesome you time. back on the
2: show because you have so many stories. Yeah, we got a million. Way up. too many stories. Yeah, so yeah. Well, I know that it's a we'll pleasure get you being back with on you guys and have yeah. some more.
1: Wow, you're so dominant.
2: What did you like about that? I mean, the guy, the stories are unbelievable. Well, the story. Well, literally, some stories are unbelievable. Yeah, the story
1: about the guy drinking thirty beers is ridiculous. Or was it 30 or is it more? It was 64. See, that doesn't make any sense. So this
2: guy drank two thirty 30-packs-plus by himself. That's a joke. I don't believe it.
1: Did he tell us the whole day? Was it the whole day? Or was it just a certain
2: amount of time?
1: It had to be Does the whole it... day. I mean, you can't drink 64 beers in, like, four hours. It's just impossible. Like, your body. like
2: You'll flood the toilet. I've... There would have been a flooding problem. I've seen Grey's Anatomy a few times. You know, and that's just... That can't happen. I would be... Sitting here wanting to dwell on that because I think it's false. If, but there were, except Gooch gave us another even more showstopper. What was that one? When he said that he doesn't listen to music. Yeah, or he's good. never listened. to <laughs> Never listened that was to messed music. Up. What is that? I don't know. That was Who's, messed up. Oh, I don't listen to music. Well, That's awesome. Well, heard. actually, it's not awesome. Music's awesome. Well,
1: off ca- didn't we talk to him off camera about or uh, off air, and then he starts talking about songs and stuff. Oh, on the jukebox. And then we were like, oh, I thought you didn't listen to music.
2: Yeah, yeah. Then we Because, yeah, we stayed and drank with him for a little bit. Yeah. The jukebox was going, and he said something, and we we're like, Gooch. And then he's like, oh, my wife listens to it or something. Like, what the hell? Gooch, we all know that you probably put your headphones on and play a little Shania Twain every once in a while. You, you probably got Shania
1: Twain on record, you know, the little, the real records. Yeah. You know, because we all know vinyls a little bit better than CDs digitally and whatnot with it, you know. It's just science. But you listen to Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under. By Shania Twain, and get
2: a little rowdy. If you want to talk to Gooch, he goes to the Annex every Sunday. Or join the Century Club. He's always there. That's true. You could do that, too. But I, you might even have more fun just going to the Annex. Great bar. It's off of Lakewood and Stearns. Wait, let's have Gooch tell us where it is. Yeah.
0: This is Dan Gooch, and you're listening to Shoot Your Shot here in the Annex, 4300 East Stearns Avenue. Uh, let's
2: get right to our uh, our newest segment, Paul. Fun facts. Fun facts. We thought
1: about this. Well, Long Beach has a rich history. Long Beach has a rich history. So I wanted to bring in you know, some fun little things about Long Beach. Sometimes this segment's not going to be about Long Beach. It'll be just like normal facts. But this is going to be a Long Beach fun facts segment. Okay. Let's hear it. Number one, the Walter Pyramid is the largest space frame
2: structure in North America. You hear about that? I'm big on this because I'm a big space frame guy. Do you know what space frame is? It means the amount of space in between
1: the frame. Is that true? It says here, it's a lightweight, rigid structure constructed from interlocking struts in a geometric pattern. Try to say that pretty fast.
2: I did that pretty well. Lightweight structure constructed from interlocking struts in a geometric pattern. I
1: don't know exactly what that means. I don't know how many space frame structures there are in North America. Maybe there's about four. We don't know. But, hey, we got the biggest one. That's pretty cool. What's next? Next one. The inventor of Kwanzaa, you know that holiday, Kwanzaa? Big fan. He was or is, I don't know which one it is, a professor at
2: Long Beach State. I knew that. I knew that a lot. Did I, you? I, I know a guy who helped invent it. You do? Yeah. Who is it? Last name, Waterfield. What's this guy's name? You Kwanzaa's is game. <laughs> <laughs> I also
1: have looked up this professor. I got his name right here. I got his name right here. Hold on real quick, real quick. This is him yeah. right here. You see him? Little, little bad radio, but this is him. Yeah. His name is Doctor There's this doctor thing. Does he saved a life yet? Nope. This guy's not a doctor at all. Has Kwanzaa saved a life before? You never we don't know yet. No. We're still under investigation. So do you know what Kwanzaa Doctor Maulana Kunga, professor of Africana Studies. Invented Kwanzaa. I'm not sure what Kwanza is. I know it comes around does it, does it come with is it a candle is it a candle situation? Is there other candles involved? It comes with Hanukkah and Christmas. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those, but I'm not sure what the holiday is.
2: Well, I know if you bundle, usually you save. It's the first Pan-African holiday. Pan-African? Pan-African, yeah.
1: I'm not sure what that means. Well, Hey, congrats, though.
2: Yeah, so that's big what, time for Long Beach. What a city. Hey, what a win for us. Chop one up. You never know when you're going to be stumbling down uh, 7th Street and just re- discover a holiday. So that's fantastic.
1: <laughs> Speaking of 7th Street, well, I don't know if this is on 7th Street at all, but... The world's skinniest house is in Long Beach. Did you know that? I did not know that. Ten feet wide. Ten feet wide. Three stories tall. Where is it?
2: Naples? It's by Rose Park. Oh, by Rose Park. Is that off of 7th Street? Yes, it is. <laughs> Why do you always go Harry Potter when you ask questions? I don't know. Are you feeling kind of like a little British because you're over there on the right side today? Mm, everything's, everything's a little bit yeah.
1: yeah. different. Yeah, A little bit different. Paul,
2: I don't know where this house is or who it is, but you know what? I think maybe... Port LBC should make it a shirt because it's so damn skinny. And <laughs> and they can all go have a skinny party in their skinny jeans and go skinny dipping. Here we
1: go. It's on Gladys Avenue. You know where
2: that is? No, but it's a, great, it's a great name for a nice lady that's a little bit older with glasses. Gladys. I hear it's 160 square feet.
1: So if you're thinking of doing something on the weekend, got something for you here. Go to Gladys Avenue mm-hmm. and go check out the world's skinniest house. And send us a picture. Tweet us at 908sports. At 908sports. Sports, yeah. What else we got, John? You got another one or no?
2: Another fun fact? Yeah. No.
1: Okay, that's it then. We have them all. Okay. Three, uh, just quick three fun facts. But what I
2: do, well, here's a fun fact. Hmm. We have our first ever 908, 908 athlete of the week that was subscriber suggested. Yeah. Someone tweeted at us. Yeah. Shout out to, on Twitter, at JB Peel. At JB Peel. Whoever this guy is, he cha- he tweeted at us. What do you saying, think his first name is? Like uh,
1: Jefferson. Jody.
2: Is it a he or she? Jody. Could it be a Jody. It's a boy because okay. the picture. It's, it was a okay. picture of a boy, of a man.
1: Yeah. How do he look? Pretty strong.
2: Pretty strong guy. Nice. It, so
1: he tweeted at us saying, "Hey, at nine hundred eight sports, this guy should be nine hundred eight athlete of the week," and you know, a spot on suggestion by this character. And we listened. And we listened because the 908 Athlete of the Week. Did you want to do it? Well, let's do it together. Okay, 908 Athlete of the Week is, is Zach, Zach Petway, Petway UCLA Bruins, Bruins, pitcher. Bruins pitcher.
2: Former Wilson Bruins pitcher. Mm-hmm. And as Paul said to me this morning, apparently he's been in my house. Yeah. So Zach Petway, front of the show. friend of the show. Hey, congrats to Zach Petway,
1: by the way. Uh, freshman over there at UCLA pitcher deals he deals so we had our turtleneck party over the christmas break was it christmas
2: it was uh kwanzaa break yeah
1: kwanzaa break christmas uh kwanzaa break turtleneck party all of a sudden zach petway and his buddy max williford both friends of the show roll up to the party they were like what the heck's going on why is everybody over here because you know how that calderwood street is it's a heck of a neighborhood they do the lawn bar and whatnot right Little little plug for you. But
2: Paul, you've really been uh, watching the night, <laughs> at LB908 on Facebook, huh? Nice. He
1: he comes in and he says, hey, what's going on here? Oh, We're just having a quick uh, turtleneck party. So they come and say what's up, and then they left because they had to go somewhere, but they came over and it was a great time.
2: That was cool. Did they have turtlenecks on?
1: No. That's also why we had to kick them out.
2: That is why we had to kick them out. Because if I throw a turtleneck party and you show up without a turtleneck, <laughs> it's 10 bucks at the door.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
2: Let's uh, – Shout out to Zach
1: Petway. Hold on. Okay. Eight innings pitched. Three hits, nowhere in runs, six Ks, and a 3 nothing dub over Baylor. Ks mean strikeouts. Baylor, Bears, UCLA, Bruins, Bruins over Bears. That's just what I'm getting at right now.
2: Bruins over Bears, Bernies and Berries are hot.
1: He's 2-0 oh this season. He's the Sunday guy at UCLA. Great kid. Everybody always says he comes from a heck of a family. I see it on Twitter all the time, but I'm sure he does because he's nice to me. His little brother is the quarterback at Wilson
2: High School. Well, he does come from a good family. We know that because the Wilson fan was a good family. Like everybody from Wilson? It's a great day to be a Bruin. Next. By the way, he goes to
1: UCLA. UCLA is covered by our boy, friend of the show, Eric Sonheimer. Friend of me. He's our friend of me, yeah. Eric Sonheimer tweets out big day from former Long Beach Wilson pitcher Zach Petway on the bump. And he says just goes to show you that you don't have to throw 90 miles per hour to be successful in college, in Division One.
2: Oh, that pisses me off. Well,
1: I know. I know it pisses. I should have used that for my grandma' gears. This guy, Eric Sondheimer, hey, if you don't got nothing nice to say, don't freaking say anything at all, That's guy.
2: ridiculous.
1: Okay. You, why do you, you don't have to say that. Like, what? I don't know. Why would you say that? He He's 2-0 oh on the year. He does hit 90, by the way. He throws about 93, 94. But... Why would you say such freaking nonsense? That is the coldest take I've ever heard. That's brutal. Ever hear of Greg Maddox? Tom Glavin? But he like, it's like a jab at him or something. No, I I get it. Does that make sense? It's called like a backhanded compliment. It's a backhanded compliment. Why? Why? You think you're better than everybody else, Sondheimer? I got no time for you, okay? That's an awful tweet. Don't ever tweet about a Long Beach guy like that again. Ticked off. Really ticked off.
2: Well, I know you just said you don't have any time for Sondheimer, but according to my list here, we're about to talk ab- about him again. So, well, what do you got to say? <laughs> what do you got to
1: say? I do have something to say. Okay. So, the CIF So we S- do have time for him. CIF Southern Section Basketball Championships are this weekend. Saturday, I believe. Sa- Friday and Saturday. Yep. They're at the Walter Pyramid at Long Beach State. Because, you know, Long Beach is probably the best city in the Southern Section, so why not host something? for the entire southern section to come to.
2: Well, when you're talking about, like, high-stakes basketball, you want to make sure there's a very large space frame structure that's being played in, mm-hmm. just in case. That being said, with that, with the basketball championships coming, Eric
1: Sondheimer is coming to Long Beach this week, folks. Just want to let you guys know. So, I'm thinking we just sent him a tweet. Just at Eric Sondheimer and say something like, hey, at Eric Sondheimer, Welcome to LB dot 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 at nine hundred eight sports something like that. So, so if you're a you, friend want, of the show, you want our listeners to, to yeah. like this guy up on
2: Twitter. Yeah, if you're a friend yeah. of the
1: show and you like Twitter and you're on Twitter, tweet at this guy. His, his Twitter handle is at Eric Sondheimer. and you'll recognize him because in his little like avatar, his he little looks, he looks little like little a picture. Nerd. He looks like a nerd. He looks like a like a dude from Voldemort's army.
2: Yeah, but we're from Dumbledore's army. Yeah. Here's what I have to say about Sonheimer. I know you want us to get after him on Twitter, which I'm all for. Welcome to the city, guy. Welcome to the city. I also I also might actually just befriend him and show him a great time. Let's wrap this thing up, Paul. Let's let's first before we wrap it up, let's introduce our new segment next week. First of all, we have a huge show next week. Huge show next week. Great interview with one of the greatest NFL players in the in the league right now. I would say. I would say too. It's a it's it's not the position that gets all the glory, but. He's basically the Tom Brady of left, left, guards. left guards. The Tom Brady of left guards, Joel Petonio.
1: Joel Petonio for the Cleveland Browns played at Wilson High School, then he went to Nevada, then got drafted by the Cleveland Browns. He's a top five left guard in the NFL, which is a big deal.
2: So he'll be on the show next week, so it's going to be a special show. If you want to be on that show, you can. You you could be at the same show as one of the top guards in the league. Here's all you got to do. Contact us. At 908sports on social media. DM, 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 DM. DM, 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 DM. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we got them all. DM us and say we're going to let you come on the show via the telephone mm-hmm. and shoot your shot. Yeah. Live, one of our listeners.
1: And maybe give us a quick reason why you want to come on the show.
2: Yep. And then we'll get you on live. A little phone call, a may- phone interview. And maybe like you don't have to, but maybe even give us a quick compliment. Like cheer us up because we're we're, we're we're pissed off.
1: Fan interaction, that's what makes us, you know? I mean, we love everybody. We love all of you guys.
2: And we want to hear from our listeners on social media. So check us out on that. Look out for next week's show. You got anything else to say? Uh, Besides, like, I don't know, shoot or shoot? Well, life is great in the 908. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot or shoot, Paul. So shoot your shot. i never been to beat, you the only skin deep, I like the rim 10 feet, you can't stop me, your game looks sloppy, you need more practice, maybe you like this, Do enjoy the game
1: by midway, I can drive around you, even shoot a trait. a three point threat, no sweat, you can bet, back it out and fade away all net, hang time. Oh, oh, what you wanna do, tell me, huh. what you gonna do when I come through, bad
2: Yeah. You know the rules, crossover triples, taking you to school like that school. next time. Remember who you're playing, you get no mercy, know what I'm saying? If you reach, I'ma teach, too far to layup, catch you on the rebound, game over, stay up.
0: Yeah, what you gonna do when I come through? Whoa, whoa, what you wanna yeah. do? Hang time, y'all,
1: you know what I'm saying?